since the dawn of time, many of the world's best thinkers have tried to understand Wikipedia. Leonardo da Vinci, Socrates, Einstein. But all have failed until now. Two great warriors have stepped forward. I am Ben Graw the Mighty. And I am Garth Remington the Kingslayer. They aren't thinkers, they're doers. And they're going to review every single page on Wikipedia. That task is impossible. And remember, if you listen to this podcast, then hot girls will want to hook up with you. We totally will. This is the Wiki Review. We're sitting in a room, just two guys alone recording each other. Doesn't that sound pretty gay to you? Super gay. That's as gay as it gets. Left, it's dead. I'm pretty sure he is. Or very, very mangled. Alright, we're done with this woman. Please dispose of her. Hello and welcome to Wiki Review. I'm Ben Graw. I'm Garth Remington. And in this episode, we are on location in Gotham. And if I look out the window, I think I can see the bat symbol. Which is good, because this time we're doing the Wikipedia page for Batman. I'm Batman. It's good to be here on Wiki Review. Just want you to know that Penguin's actually destroying downtown right now, but you gotta have your priorities. The word needs to get out. The people need a symbol. Thank you for joining us on the episode, Batman. <laughs> That's as far as I'm going with that. No, oh, damn it. I wanted you to do it the whole episode. <laughs> no, that really hurts my throat. No, let's scrap Garth. It's just Batman the whole time. <laughs> well, that would make you Robin. Just pointing out. <laughs> no, I'm interviewing Batman. That would be a good, yeah. Oh yeah, then I could do my own with Robin. It'll be me and Robin. Well, that was the whole point of us coming out to Gotham. We were going to make it a surprise this week. We we're going to actually have Batman here, but the stupid bat signal went off and Penguin's destroying downtown. Apparently that happens a lot here. Yeah, you'd think they'd figure something out about that. Keep a location of the Penguin. I don't know. <laughs> Outside of Batman, have you ever ever heard of anyone going everything's getting destroyed because of a penguin only one other time <laughs> uh, yeah i remember that oh <laughs> uh, that was sad that penguin killed so many people so vicious for something so small <clears throat> it was cute though it was the most adorable <laughs> mass murdering i've ever seen <laughs> who knew a penguin could operate an ak-47 <laughs> yes with such accuracy and marksmanship too while on a demolition wrecking crew ball coordinated especially with flippers I wouldn't think they'd be able to reach the trigger, but here we are. <laughs> so we're doing the Wikipedia page for the character of Batman. Yeah, the character, not the real life guy. He was made by this guy, Bob Kane or Bill Finger. That's a very complex thing that probably won't go into because it's kind of boring. Yeah, really? All right. Cliff notes off it is for ages, this Bob Kane guy said that he was the creator of Batman, but he did this crude drawing of like, well, I want something like Superman and he drew it so it looked kind of Superman had him swinging from a rope and gave him these wing-like things and said, call it the Batman. And 
and he gave it to this guy who worked with him, Bill Finger, who drew the Batman that you know today and said, well, maybe if we make him look more like this. <laughs> and together they sort of devised things. I think Bill Finger came up with like the Batmobile and give him Robin and stuff like that. But pretty much all the details that you know and like about Batman are Bill Finger. Kane just wrote a picture and said, like Superman, but instead of super, uh, I don't know, Bat? Yeah. Yeah, I just created Batman. Give me all the money. That's pretty much it. So most of his contribution was the name. Basically, his only contribution <laughs> was claiming he thought of it. Everything else that was thought of was done by the other guy. But if you delve even deeper, all the stuff that Bill Finger gets credit for these days, there's also other people on the sides who contributed to that. <laughs> so the thing was, was Batman really not created by one person? It was created by a whole team of people over a large period of time. Much more of a corporation's character. Even villains and their traits and things you know about them have developed through different interpretations. Character's been around since like 1939. <laughs> So it's completely different now than he was then. And so everything you know about Batman, it's hard to trace who came up with it. 1939. Did he fight Nazis? I know Superman did, but did he fight Nazis? I don't think Batman ever fought Nazis, no. Do you reckon he was a Nazi at the beginning? Um, he's kind of always been the evil hero. Maybe he's like, <laughs> maybe the Germans might win. Let's just put something out there. Hey, the big you know. anti-Semite, apparently. <laughs> the Jew is on the loose. <laughs> oh, we need to change the Jew. It's not appropriate anymore. A lot of Jews are comedians. How about the Joker? <laughs> we need more of it. Uh, the Riddler as well. <laughs> it's the same thing. We have one tells jokes, one tells riddles, which it's hard to tell the difference between a joke and a riddle. Riddles don't have to be funny. But you don't know it's not funny until you get the answer. Because <laughs> most riddles that you know are joke riddles. Because why else would you know it or remember it or retain it? Yeah, otherwise it's just a question on who wants to be a millionaire. They're riddles, technically. I think the only non-funny riddle that I know is it is more powerful than God, more evil than the devil, the poor have it, the rich need it. If you eat it, you'll die. Ooh. What is it? Um, see, I like to think I'm a very clever man, but I'm really not. Okay, so the poor have it, the rich need it, want, desire, morals, desperation. Am I anywhere near? Well, you got to remember all the clues. It's greater than God and more evil than the devil. But the poor have it and the rich need it. And if you eat it, poverty, you'll die. You can't eat poverty. Well, if you did, you would die. <laughs> what would eating poverty be? Eating poor people? I guess so. That'd kill you. They're probably diseased. But if somebody ate all the poverty, would that mean everyone would have money? There's yeah. no more poverty left. Garth ate it. You know, that plan of like... You know, if you want to get rid of poverty, just kill all the poor people. That'll solve that problem, right? Yeah, that's what The Purge is about, isn't it? I think so. That movie series, yeah. That's about making sure that everyone who's alive is a mass murderer. <laughs> all right, I give up. You give up? It's nothing. Nothing is greater than God. Nothing is more evil than the devil. The <sighs> poor have nothing. The rich need nothing. And if you eat nothing, you die. Oh, well, that's clever. Yeah, it's clever. It's not funny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but that's interpreting the our interpretation of the God and the devil. Because, I mean... I, yeah, I take into account. Like, it's the riddle. I didn't write it. I know. <laughs> uh, no, you will take full responsibility for this. It's yeah, you go, technically God doesn't exist, so ha ha ha. So God is nothing. <laughs> and I mean, I thought the greatest evil was not the devil. The greatest evil is when uh, good men do nothing. Yeah, but I think the devil wins. Yeah, that's true. He's the personification of that. All right, fair enough. And Very I funny. don't think it's like the most evil thing is it's evil only needs for good men to do nothing because there are a lot of more evil things than doing nothing. Like Hitler, for example. <laughs> <laughs> if he had done nothing, that would have been less evil than 
than what he did. I guess I heard it from a lot more of a pushy salesman. Like, they started off at evil to triumph, it just needs for good men to do nothing. And then, you know, things kept going, and there wasn't Nazis anymore, and they were trying to get us to, I don't know, donate to the church or something. They're like, <laughs> no, 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 the greatest evil is when good men do nothing. So give me money. <laughs> so yeah, his first appearance was in Detective Comics 27, which I wonder what the first 26 issues were like. Boring, I'm guessing. It was just like a lot of crime going on, going, damn it, this town needs someone. <laughs> we need a hero. 27's like, you gotta add something, dude. Some hero, someone who's gonna do something. It's just about a two criminals running rampant. Well, we tried Mothman, but every time we put the sign up, you know, the big floodlight, he'd just go to the light and wouldn't leave it. So technically every time there was crime, he was at the light. So we couldn't use Mothman. And they have this in here under notable aliases. Cause he even goes deeper undercover where sometimes he dresses up as a criminal okay. to say he can sort of do some undercover work. And he uses the alias Matches Malone. Matches Malone. I've never heard that before. So that's him pretending to be a gangster. <laughs> Matches Malone. And apparently Lefty Knox too. I've never heard Lefty Knox before. Lefty Knox. So he likes to get into characters. So Matches, I'm guessing he plays mm. with Matches. I'm a bit of an arsonist. And then with lefty, like, he has to pick things up with his left hand, which I reckon he'd get called out on that way more than he'd think. They'd be like, oh, can you answer that phone? Sure. That's your right hand. <laughs> Get him! Well, if anyone could do it, it'd be Batman. That's true. I like to think of Batman as a more ambidextrous hero. And then there's his team affiliations. He's got his Bat family, which I assume is just all his all Bat the, people. All the Bat people, yep. Justice League, which they've recently had a movie that's got like Superman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, blah, blah, blah. Pretty much any hero yeah, all, who's all on the there DC has been top, part of them. The top guys in DC, which Aquaman. Let's talk about Aquaman. I dare say the most useless superhero. Are oh, they're shaping him up these days. Have you seen the new Justice League yet? No, I have not. They have gone over the top on that because you think of Aquaman, you're just like, oh, that dude is a pussy. Yeah, that blonde guy in the goldfish outfit, essentially, is yeah. what it was. So they've got some big Hawaiian dude. Yes, yes, I saw the dude playing him. And he is like fucking ripped and he just binge drinks through the whole thing. <laughs> you could say he drinks like a fish. <laughs> Zing! Because they got like this badass shot, I think it's in the trailer of him walking into the ocean and he's got like a bottle of Jack or something and he's just like swigging it from the bottle empties it just throws it and he's walking into these huge crushing waves and it's like this new Aquaman they're really emphasizing man yeah. <laughs> we're trying to steer away from the aqua yeah <laughs> which I gotta ask when he throws the bottle away does he throw it in the ocean no he throws it on the land he doesn't give a fuck about polluting the land oh yeah I trash the land you just keep those bottles out of the ocean <laughs> I like that that's good I can appreciate that but still he's just some muscular guy who can talk to fish and breathe <laughs> underwater yeah that's the one hold back with the character with making him popular it's like well he's superpower is he talks to fish I mean how useful are fish really any comic book I've ever read about Aquaman it's like oh and now the criminals are on a boat here's his chance that's pretty much it you stay on a bridge you're fine I remember seeing this Justice League animated movie and there's a scene where Batman's fighting this villain that's very powerful and is inside the Justice League headquarters so he hits this button because they got these teleporters and he teleports a bunch of heroes and one of them is Aquaman and Aquaman Aquaman's going up to fight the guy and Batman's like, watch out Aquaman, he's stronger than you are. <laughs> Which I thought was funny because I'd love to hear like Aquaman's response to that being, would you stop saying that before we fight every villain? <laughs> <laughs> I also like, because it implies what, Batman is so strong. No, he's just a rich dude. I think a guy who swims all day would be a little stronger than Batman. I can bench press you, Batman. Well, swimming's good exercise, so he would be ripped. He would be, but that's like Ian Thorpe being like a superhero. Like, yeah, 
yeah, he's strong, but so what? Ian Thorpe could be a superhero. It's as close as we get. As long as people are getting away not in a motorboat, he could probably... <laughs> uh, he could catch the average swimmer. No one could outswim him. That's right. As long as it's just swimming. The second someone gets on like a jet ski or something, it's like, ah, they caught ahead of time again. Because what if you had an island prison he and just, he guarded the coast? He just swims around all day. Because anyone who escaped who tried to swim across, he would catch him. That's true. He'd be the guardian of Alcatraz. He could swim that. Oh yeah, he could. He could totally swim anyone doing that. Unless they got a boat. In which case you might need someone with a gun or something. Weren't there only like a couple of guys who made it across? That group of three guys? Well, technically, because they never heard from them again. Yeah, but if you're escaping from prison, that's pretty much what you do. Well, that's what they like to point. Like, either they die trying to leave, because the water is cold, especially during the night. But once you're gone, never resurface. Because otherwise you technically didn't escape. Because they never found bodies. So it either went horribly wrong or absolutely perfectly. Yes, there's there no is in no between. in between. <laughs> and I love that it is ambiguous that nobody actually knows if anyone successfully escaped from Alcatraz. Maybe they did escape and it's like, well, we actually found the tire marks at the car when they went away. <laughs> we found them at the border crossing into Mexico, but we couldn't catch them. Now they're out of our jurisdiction. They're living in Aruba in a great life. But we don't want to let that get out because every week we'll have another escape plan. Probably the same tunnel. Well, I think Alcatraz's official stance is that those guys died and their escape was unsuccessful. But I understand why they say that, because other than that, they had a perfect record. A lot of people tried to escape, no one successfully. That's worth more than anything. I mean, would you go to some prison on an island because it's almost unescapable? They'd have to put an asterisk on everything. We have to reprint a lot of our publications. The impregnable prison, Alcatraz. No one has ever escaped, except those three guys that did. They'd have to add that line into everything they've written. Mm. Almost unescapable. It also depends where you have the borders because a lot of people have made it out of the building of Alcatraz and onto the shores and some of them have started swimming across but haven't made it. Well, I count the ocean. You have to get off the water onto the next piece mm. of land. Otherwise, it doesn't count. It's the same rules as Australia when it started. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can go out into the desert. I still think that counts as prison. <laughs> in fact, I think it just got worse for you. At least they feed you and give you water in prison. Exactly. You got a roof over your head. You don't have snakes like crawling up your pants while you're asleep as much. But I could be sent to Arkham Asylum. That sounds like it's easy to get out of. That's essentially their Alcatraz, isn't it? It's on an island, isn't it? In some interpretations, in others not. It depends. Mostly, depends if I they don't drew think... it in San Francisco or not. I don't think it is actually in most, but I do remember seeing it on an island. I do like, because that's like a supervillain prison. So everyone gets their own modified cell. Well, they have Blackgate, which is their non-supervillain one. Just a regular prison. Yes. Then when you're super, you get your own room, which is nice. On Suicide Squad, Killer Croc, he was in like essentially a pool that was kind of swampy. There would have been architects involved in designing it. You would have had to get a plumber in for the water to come and go because you can't have stagnant water because you'll suffocate in it. There would have been like filters and all kinds of things. But isn't he a crocodile so he would breathe oxygen? But stagnant water's still bad for him to be in, I'm sure. But he wouldn't suffocate. He might get sick. I don't really know how crocodiles work, right? Yeah, but (laughs) crocodiles don't breathe in the water, so. Oh, maybe they didn't need that. It would get like very moldy and shitty if you left it for too long. The fire guy kind of got gypped. He was just kept in a tube, wasn't he? I thought that was the most expensive of all of them. He was put in like a fireproof ball kind of thing. A room that could fill with water. Which, once again, plumber. I reckon there's some guy who's like, yeah, I got the contract at Arkham Asylum. You wouldn't believe the money. Although I do get called out constantly on these weird <laughs> things. Painters would have a great time. The Joker wrote on the walls again. It's what he does. Could you imagine having a job designing prisons for supervillains? You're told about the list of their powers and you have to go through and customize a prison to suit them. And if they get out, that's on you now. So you got some guy who's like, all right, this guy can move super fast. So fast that he can vibrate and move through prison walls. (laughs) 
There is nothing that can stop this guy. Yeah, so now you have to make a prison that will keep this guy in. Okay, well, what I've got to ask first is how did you catch him? What did you catch him with? Because I'd like some of that. Oh, <laughs> uh, he was asleep. Well, let's keep him asleep. Let's do that. I'm up for that. Well, Batman doesn't share his technology, so you kind of got to go from your own. Which, that's rude. I mean, if he really cared about the welfare, that's more about his ego than anything else. What if you covered the person in, like, some goo so it slowed them down? But then if they can vibrate, they can vibrate through that. It's mm-hmm. like that X-Men character that can run through walls. There's not really much you can do. All right, we live in a fictional universe, so we'd have to have this metal that's denser. It has twice as many atoms, so he can't vibrate through the atoms. Oh, no, no, no. You have them on, like, this 360 treadmill. So no matter which way they run, the floor just moves. So they could never build up the speed. Yeah, that's like, good. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Hey, I got the contract. <laughs> Anytime they move, it just burns up the speed. Anyone who's organizing the contractors for Arkham Asylum, please contact Wiki Review. But with the flame guy, they'd have to be careful because your immediate thought is, well, asbestos, right? But then you're going to get sued by him in 10 years' time when he gets cancer of the lung. They did not provide suitable, protective, accommodating means of this prisoner. That's cruel and unusual punishment, which is against the law. He would have burnt everything else. You saw this on here. It says, Batman has been depicted in both film and television by, and then a list of everyone who's played him. What everyone is dying to know is what are your thoughts on Lewis Wilson's Batman? Okay, this is my thoughts. Who the fuck is Lewis Wilson? <laughs> There's no picture on his Wikipedia page. Yeah, because he was on film before pictures existed. This what is 1920 we're talking about? 1943. Oh, yeah, he was, That's when born, he was born in 1920. Batman he played in 1943. It was his first role. 1943 Batman. Can we jump to that? Batman Batman's serial. serial. So it was black and white. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's a picture of him. I think I have seen a little bit of this because he wasn't even in great shape. He Chapter was... one, the electrical brain. Because electricity was essentially relatively new then. Because <laughs> I remember these were kind of short too. Which it would have been a short. You know, back in those days, you had talkies and newsreels and shorts and the full length features were essentially by, I don't know, like Charlie Chaplin or something. <laughs> so the very first episode of Batman on TV was called The Electric Brain. And it was made by Columbia, which I think Warner Brothers owns. Well, no, it. it's The Electrical Brain. So it's not an electric brain. It's electrical. It's, yeah, it's got some electricity in there. People would not buy the concept of a fully electronic brain. See, there's Batman and Robin there. And that's their Batmobile. Are you serious? That's hilarious. It's, it's just a regular car back then. Yeah, it's like a Buick or something. And now he's off to use a payphone. <laughs> oh no, it's one of the police telephones. We keep telling you, this is for police use only. Stop calling us. <laughs> Where do you keep getting these keys from? <laughs> if we ever catch that guy, he's going to be in so much trouble. So that's what Batman and Robin used to look like. And so Robin was there from the first film. And the guy sitting with the police chief kind of looks like Bugsy Malone or someone. Like he's got a cigar. He looks very unsavory. I think he's the one doing it. He probably is the bad guy in the end. I want to see if they have a fight, fight scene. scene. Then oh, there we go. They're on the top of a building. Robin gingerly oh, there's gets some up over it. Bad guys doing bad guy stuff. They have a bag there's... that looks. It doesn't have the dollar sign on it, which is kind of <laughs> disappointing. It, they dropped it in the laundry chute though. Although I swung through the window. Good on him. And then Robin comes in on his own line as well. So they both <laughs> took ropes to swing in through the window, which they would have had to line that up pretty carefully. I love how his Batman suit doesn't really quite fit. If you went to a costume shop, like not a good one, like the cheapest costume shop you could find. Actually, scrap that. Not costume shop, dollar store. This is the costume <laughs> of Batman you would get. And it would be called something like Bat Hero. 
But the bad guys have like a special gun, like an electro ray or something. And instead of Batman running around fighting them, they're just running away from them. It's an electricity gun. Maybe that's the electrical brain. It's a brain gun or something. So Batman and Robin, you see them sneaking around and like being like, oh, stealthy. Oh, he's coming behind. behind. He oh, he got it. the gun. Oh, they're fighting now. Oh, he's he's getting beaten up pretty bad actually. Oh, uh, Robin's taking one. He's taking two. Well, when you say taking, like, yeah, Robin's kicking ass and Batman's kind of getting the crap kicked out of him. And there's some girl making a phone call that probably came up earlier in the episode. We skipped <laughs> forward to a fight scene. Which is oh, there we go. Batman's turned the fight around. Oh, he managed to punch one guy. I think since 1939, Batman really stepped up on his martial arts. He's like, I need some like, I don't know, ninjutsu or something because this is embarrassing. It kind of looks like worldwide wrestling. Not the real one, the fake one. <laughs> it looks like some WWE kind of fighting. Needs body slams and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's taking on like old timey guys that are sort of, you know, push them, wrestle them, then punch them in the face. Yeah, they're not really as action packed. Batman's come a long way. He got a lot more uh, Asian-y because now isn't his backstory that he learned how to fight in China or something? Well, he traveled the world learning all different skills from all the masters in their field. So that was the Lewis Wilson. So the first Batman. Now, Robert Lowery, same question. Who the hell's this guy? In 1940, he played Zorro in The Mask of Zorro and he was also in something called The Mummy's Ghost, which it's a mummy and a ghost. No, it's the ghost of a mummy. So it's neither. (laughs) So let's see this. In 1949, he played Batman. This is chapter two, The Tunnel of Terror. Dick Grayson looks like the guy from Happy Days. What's his name? Who's the main guy in Happy Days? Defonz? No, the dorky kid, the redheaded uh, one. Um, he went, he's a famous director. Still looks like a dork. Yeah. Ron Howard is the actor's name. Yeah, that's the guy. Richie Ron. Cunningham. There you go. He does look like Richie Cunningham. He does look a little like Richie Cunningham. There's the suits. That is the cheapest mask They've ever They've got a for plane. Robin. The bat plane was just like a regular plane. I wonder when they started batting things up. Was that something that Adam West series added? I think so. His car was pretty batty, wasn't it? Oh, in the Adam West thing, it was bat everything. Like, if you look in the bat cave, everything's labeled like bat computer. <laughs> it's just... Bat lab set. What exactly makes it bat? A bat owns it? I don't know. Yeah. All right, so the bad guy's wearing a mask, but it's just like a balaclava, essentially. So it's more like a supervillain now. This is where the bad guys started to have, like, their own themes. They're like, all right, all the criminals are being beaten by this guy who has, like, a little theme. So clearly to beat the heroes, the villains need to have a theme too. And he's got a computer that can make Batman's plane catch on fire for some reason. And then blow and- up. That's pretty cool. And then Batman and Robin dive behind a bush just after it blew up. Mind you, doesn't Robin's mask look exactly like the mask of Zorro? It does. They had it left over from when they filmed that. And now he's stealing another plane. How many planes? They're not at an airport. They're in the middle of nowhere. And it looks like the exact same plane. Like they filmed this beforehand. They're like, look, we're going to blow a plane up. Let's get all the plane stuff out of the way with this plane. And they're getting into the back bits. So they're hidden and they'll be like, where do they go? There you go. They got the bad guys have gotten into the plane. Are they just hiding or are they going to fight bad guys? Oh, oh, so no, he's no, waiting. just going to pick their pocket. Pick their pocket while they're sleeping. There's no action. And fight somebody, Batman. Oh, then he's replacing him. You know, instead of replacing whatever's in their pocket, you could just beat him up. Very crafty, Batman. So this is a more sneaky Batman. Yeah, I don't think there's a single fight scene in this whole goddamn thing. It doesn't look like it. There's a part where he's climbing on a train. Oh, he came off the car onto the train. But we've seen that in movies before. But Batman did it now. And then there's a really bad blue screen. Oh, uh, is he going to... there's some actual people on a train. Wait, did they actually film that on a train? Hell yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Maybe... I don't know. He's fighting them. It just looks so chaotic. Yeah, they're all being very careful. He's not really fighting well. In fact, I'd say he's fighting less than anyone who's competent at fighting. He's just pushing people over. Is that how he punches? He's like slapping them. He punched him and then he fell over himself. Oh, he punched a guy. Oh, oh, oh. Yep, yep. Yeah, he's, he's getting... cutting. Oh, that's definitely. A... He's getting the crap kicked out. They're about to fall into a tunnel. Oh, no. no and then it cuts. 
was. Before that happened. That's why I had to punch the guy out because that tunnel was coming up and they were going to run out of blue screen. Don't fail to see Robin's Wild Ride, the third thrill-packed chapter of Batman and Robin at this theater next week. So you had to go to theaters to see that. Yeah, yeah, this was before TV. So people were easily entertained back then. I still reckon at the end of that, people would have walked out of the cinemas like, that was kind of crap. I demand my nickel back. <laughs> no, right. not the band. All right, dear chum, what are your thoughts on Adam West? Woo! Rest in peace, you amazing, beautiful man. To me, he is Batman. Everyone before, as we've just proven, and also I can say much more confidently, everyone after, horrible in comparison to Adam West. He was the greatest. Your opinion? I loved that series because you get to watch it in two different ways. When I was a kid, I loved it because it was Batman and I took it completely seriously. When I watched it again as an adult, I'm like, this is comedic genius. (laughs) This is hysterical. It's the best interpretation of Batman. Because it's really a joke, isn't it? Yeah. And he knows it's a joke. They dance. He takes himself super seriously, even though everything is completely goofy about what's going on around them. And that's the perfect straightman. And the villains were really well executed in that. They were all overacted and had (laughs) goofy premises. There's no roof. It's great. Bam. Zap. Kapow. Recently, they put out an animated movie called Batman 66. Based on the Adam West version. Yes. Oh, cool. And so it was just a modern interpretation of another episode episode of that. Oh, that's so cool. And they got Burt Ward and Adam West to do the voices. Uh, it was before Adam West had died. So they're probably not going to make another one with him doing the voice. That sucks. But I reckon there are a lot of people who can do spot on Adam West impressions. I know, right? Because anyone who does impersonations would have at some point done Adam West. Because he has a very distinctive voice. He was Batman. Like I say, if Homer Simpson's voice ever dies, there's going to be a world casting call. Oh, you could do everyone in The Simpsons because every voice actor can do a handful of the Simpsons characters and some of them really well. Well, that's like Bugs Bunny. They've replaced him several times. No one ever noticed. But then what was the last new thing you saw Bugs Bunny in? Space Jam? <laughs> I hear they might be making a sequel to that with LeBron James. Oh, what a surprise. Will Shaq be denied again? <laughs> yeah, Shaq didn't even make an appearance in that movie. Was he around then? Because that was yeah. Michael Jordan times. Shaq was around then. Shaq was always overshadowed by Michael Jordan because he was good but Michael Jordan was Michael Jordan. But even when they had all the other characters, they had Alonzo Mourning they had uh, Bugsy Malone or Bugsy Jones or whatever his name is Bugsy Malone Charles Barkley was in it was he in it did he make it on the team yeah that's what it used to be Michael Jordan versus Charles Barkley they were the good guys and I reckon if they make a new Space Jam they deny Shaq you'd be like well can I be included I'd really like to be included well you kind of need to increase your free throw abilities alright <laughs> you're just not scoring percentage wise but I'm um, great on the rebounds and the rejections I do a slam dunk <laughs> no, I think like Shaq was all like fuck you guys I'm gonna go be a genie <laughs> I'll be a genie I'm gonna be a rapper. I'll make a special appearance in Scary Movie 3. Have you seen Shazam? Where he's a rapping genie. No, I have not seen Shazam. It's an amazing movie from the 90s. A lot of people think that it's Sinbad, but it was actually that, Shaq. Because I remember Sinbad and doing his Sinbad movie. And also Shaq did a comic book movie. Really? Back before they were a thing. It was a DC character called Steel. He wears like a big metal suit and has like a sledgehammer. So he's just a guy in armor with a sledgehammer. The movie didn't do too great. and It wasn't a big mainstream hit, but Surprise. Shaq was Steel. Okay, so we need to get a bunch of voice actors. People who can do really cool, distinct voices. What about Shaq? You mean that guy that no one can understand a word he says? <gasps> oh, no, it was a real-life movie. It wasn't animated. Uh, so Shaq actually played this guy in Steel? Yeah. They went, who's big enough that can actually wear the steel? I remember they did have a gag in it where at the start of the movie, some kids throw him a basketball and he takes
takes a shot and miss and he goes to another person and goes yeah I've still got to work on those free throws <laughs> but then there's a scene like right at the end spoilers where he's got to grab like a bomb or something and he's got to throw it through this little hoop Jeez. thing so it gets out of the area where it will kill everyone so the whole world apparently depended on Shaq landing a free throw in which this movie I would not take that bet yeah and that's I- a suspense in the movie which I hope to god don't tell me how it ends I want to believe <laughs> that he throws it and it doesn't even hit the backboard it's so bad everyone just looks at him like you just killed us all and he kind of gives this look back like well what did you expect you know what my record is like I just need to rise to the occasion and then when you're watching the director's commentary the director's saying yeah in the script he was meant to make the shot but no matter how many times we shot it he just wouldn't make the shot so we had to rewrite the whole thing because Shaq cannot shoot free throws (laughs) we were there for four days getting that one take (laughs) it cost three million dollars and he still couldn't make the shot (laughs) we even tried using CGI no matter how we did it it still kept bouncing off even special effects cannot make Shaq make this shot we did it in separate takes so you you see him shoot the ball and then we try to get someone else to do it but he couldn't even make it look like the ball coming out of his hand was realistically going to go towards I don't know what this guy's problem is (laughs) and we can only make fun of him because he's millions of dollars richer than Mm. us and a half a globe away from us so he probably isn't going to come and beat us up the funny thing about the character Steel it's kind of like a Tony Stark knockoff so he designs his own suit and it's got all these gizmos and stuff and so he's meant to be a super genius and so you've got to picture Shaq trying to believably put across that he's a super genius (laughs) well I was studying the chemistry physics Uh, 2 plus 2 is is, is, uh, 4 yeah I know that that's been a maths I've my maths this wasn't there footage of him recently saying that he thought that the earth was flat well he's got the viewpoint he'd know I think he later went back and said no that was taken out of context he doesn't believe that the earth is flat he was just fucking around (laughs) it's not so much that he believed that it's that everyone believed that he believed that so quickly but that's one of those like you're making fun of George Bush as an example he'd say stupid things and there are a lot of people who hated him and he's the president so he should know who picks on like he puts a ball in a basket when he's standing next to it because he's tall enough to do it who cares what if he thinks the world's round or flat that's irrelevant it doesn't matter I don't think Shaq's scientific views have ever been taken into consideration ever just picking on the dumb kid really it's like when boxers give out an opinion and people are like why could you think that he beats people <laughs> up what did you expect a fair knowledgeable not egomaniac that's like when I heard the Duck Dynasty guy when he ruined his career by saying a bunch of homophobic things <laughs> it was just like what did everyone think he thought I love that because I did watch that show I can't watch mm. it anymore because it gets old after a while they're out of oh, ideas would, yeah. but I loved it at first and he said some homophobic things because he was reading bible scripture in a place where bible scripture anti-gay slurs essentially the same thing and he was reading that and people went oh he's homophobic we've got to cancel him off the show so they cancelled him off the show and the rest of the family went well we're not doing the show without him the problem is that no one factored in that all the fans of the show don't really care about homophobia oh yeah he doesn't like gay people yeah that's cool we knew that he's a redneck exactly everyone watching it is a redneck aspiring to be like these people I've seen very little of Duck Dynasty but before this if you had said okay do you reckon he's homophobic or do you reckon he's really accepting of gay people (laughs) put money on it put money on it I would have to go the homophobic I would just have to put my money on it it's a safe bet it is a really safe bet and if you know about his background before he became rich he wasn't just your typical redneck he was a horrible one he used to cheat on his wife constantly he was constantly drunk he was a football star until he dropped out of college to go hunting but then they did actually make millions outside of the show they were excessively wealthy before so when the show ditched them they were just like we don't give a fuck fuck you guys because they were really hard to control they did the show on 
their terms because at any point they were willing to just cut ties and go, we're already millionaires. We don't need this. And we live a really cheap lifestyle anyway. That's why they were a show to begin with because they made millions of dollars out of duck calls and he's a well-known duck hunter and he released videos and stuff. It's new money. Cashed up rednecks. It's we- Beverly Hillbillies. It really is. It's real life Beverly Hillbillies is all it really was. <laughs> Except they don't move to Beverly Hills. They just stay in their shitty backwater town. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jed. <laughs> I bet there is one of them called Jed too. That would be a good thing if they moved them all out to Beverly Hills and just shot that. Just them surprised at everything. It would literally just be the Beverly Hillbillies. You could just make the remake of Beverly Hillbillies a reality show. If they do make another Beverly Hillbillies, one of them has to be in it. That would be great. So moving on, you're Michael Keating, 1989. That was, yes. that was, as we were youth, that was the Batman movie we knew about. That was Michael Keaton was Batman. And it was really dark. And I remember being kind of scared of it as a kid. You watch it again and it's like, what the hell, man? It's the same as it's the Adam just, West. It's weird. It's very Tim Burton. It, it looks like Edward Scissorhands and Beetlejuice. It really does. It's kind of cartoony, but dark. I was watching recently Batman Returns, which uh, is yes. the second one in that. And it's a weird movie because it doesn't actually make sense. And it's really got all these grotesque features. Like the penguin is disgusting. And I'm watching this thinking, wasn't this a happy meal? <laughs> like they you about- buy that little thing. Yeah, you could get little to the toys. It was weird. And it's like, <laughs> this movie was a happy meal, really? Because these days, like Minions, that's a happy meal. That is a happy meal. That's a very happy Batman meal. Batman Returns, you're like, this is a fucked up happy meal. Could you imagine me and the guy who makes the toys watching that movie just going, what do we make from this? Everything's disgusting. This is all gross. Why are kids allowed to watch this? The movie starts with some parents walking a stroller through a park, grabbing the stroller and throwing it off a bridge. Yes. This is a kid's movie. And it's not even done cheerfully. It's all like dark and ominous. He was born mutated. His parents hated him. Somehow he survived. And so he becomes an evil villain and we hate him. Wait, what? There's no sympathy for this guy at all. No one's like, oh, look, we can see how you turned out like this. Let's help you out. Let's do something about it. It shows the development of movies because originally when movies came out, they were bad guys and they were bad because they were bad, you know, because they were either German or Russian or whatever America was fighting at the time. And then they went, okay, well, bad guys need a reason to be bad now. Well, he had a troubled childhood, so now he's bad. Well, shouldn't you feel bad for him? These days, there has to be on top of that. Okay, he had a bad childhood. That's the reason he's a bad guy. But then on top of that, he decided he likes it or something, or he had some chemical thing done to him, or he had a brain implant, or some guy accidentally killed his wife, so he's out for vengeance, even though Moby Dick taught us you can't take your vengeance out on nature. Catwoman, in that movie, she was pushed out a window by Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken. And then she falls down and dies, but is brought back to life when she is licked by magic cats. It's very vague how it all worked. It's just, you see a bunch of cats start licking her and now she's Catwoman, I guess. She's a crazy bitch. I'm going to dress like a cat now. And for some reason, that means she has nine lives. And I think getting pushed out of the window counted as one of those lives. (laughs) And suddenly she had great sewing abilities too. Yes, because cats are known for that. Well, they love yarn. And they are renowned for uh, fixing couches, (laughs) not completely destroying everything precious that you have that's made out of suede. And then I remember the penguin has three plans going at once that are kind of weird together. He wants to kidnap all the children. Okay. He wants to... Pied Piper it. Blow up a bunch of important places in the town. And he's also running for mayor. So he wants to be in charge and held accountable and have to fix the problems he's creating. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, first off, kidnapping the kids isn't going to help him get elected because they're not old enough to vote. Although, vote for me. I'll give your kids back. Well, he thought that they should be raised in the sewer because it was so good for him. I did like, too, that he has to have a theme on top of that. He has to run all three of these disgusting plans while keeping his circus theme. Oh, and we 
got to make it look like clown stuff while we do it. All the rockets have to look like firecrackers and stuff. You have the penguins with the missiles on their backs. There's a bit where Batman is speeding towards Penguin in his bat boat and these penguins come out to ambush him and they almost get him, but he manages to, to get out. And there's this look back that he has where the expression on his face is kind of like, did I almost just get fucking killed by penguins? <laughs> After all I've done, that's a weird way for me to go. Yeah, like losing to penguins. Who would have thought? <laughs> but also, what could he do? Could he kill a penguin? I don't think that plays well for Batman's media releases. Well, he doesn't kill people. You do have some of the movie interpretations. I think in the Tim Burton one, he kills several people. In that movie, he sees someone with a bomb and he pushes it on them and then throws them down in a sewer and you see it explode. And it's like, well, that dude's dead. I'm pretty sure he is. Or very, very mangled. But also, <coughs> what's he going to do then? Capture the penguins? Handcuff them? Mm-hmm. You can't put handcuffs on flippers. That doesn't work. <laughs> And then Val Kilmer, who thought that he would play Batman forever. (laughs) I could not make it through those films. That's the one where Jim Carrey plays the Riddler. I really wanted to like him. I know. And that was like at the peak of his career. He had just done Mask. He had just done Ace Ventura. Sky's the limit for this Dumb and Dumber had come out. These were all great movies. We were all like, check out this Jim Carrey guy. And then he did Batman Forever. And I remember at the time we went, we will give him this one. (laughs) (laughs) He's good. He's amazing. He can't lose. All right. You can have have that one. Because <laughs> people tried to justify like, well, it was a bad script and a terrible movie, but he was good and then his performance was good. And it's like, no, he was playing the Joker, not the Riddler. Exactly. I liked you in Batman Forever. Really? Well, I wanted to. <laughs> I really did. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's what that would be his reply. Then George Clooney. Just when you thought Val Kilmer was going to be the worst Batman, yeah. along comes George Clooney and just clooned up the whole movie. That killed the Batman franchise for very many years. That's at the point where they went, all right, this campy thing where it's kind of cartoony and a bit animated, we're done. George, you killed it. You destroyed everything. I don't believe in nothing no more. Even these days, if you want to put Mr. Freeze in a Batman movie, no puns. No ice puns. Arnold Schwarzenegger used every single one. (laughs) No more. That's everything he said was a stupid pun. Because he was kind of like a cutesy cartoon character. They'd have to make Mr. Freeze this decrepit frozen monster type thing now. Okay, let me get this straight. He's a freezing guy. He freezes people. And to power his freezing devices, he needs diamonds. Because diamonds are associated with ice. Who wrote that? You know how, like, diamonds can look like ice? It's because ice is slang for diamonds. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty much the only connection. He rocks ice with it. It was weird because these are technically sequels to Batman and Batman Returns. And this is where the universe gets a lot more bright and cheerful. And I think that was because of the Happy Meals fiasco with Batman Returns. (laughs) Look, we've gotten a lot of feedback from McDonald's. And as we know, they do own us. There is a line, I can't remember which movie it's in. I think it's in Batman and Robin, the George Clooney one, where Alfred goes, did you want me to make you any dinner before you go? And he's like, I'll just get drive through. <laughs> that line was put in the movie to put in fast food commercials. 100%. 100%. They've admitted that. <laughs> yeah, we did that. <laughs> that movie was a complete sellout of making as many toys and Happy Meal connections, product placement all through it. Well, how do you think it was funded? MasterCard even got them to put in the Batman credit card. I think it was Master, either American Express, mm. one of those people. They paid so he would have the <laughs> Bat credit card. Which, how does Batman get a credit card? That's ridiculous. How does he make payments to it? From what account? I keep noticing that Bruce Wayne keeps paying Batman's funds. He must just be a philanthropist. He likes what he does. That's the thing. If anyone would figure out who's Batman is, it's his accountant. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, doing the Bat tax returns. Your Bat tax. Because there's a lot of money that would just disappear going yes. into Bat stuff. Because that Batmobile would have set him back. And like, how does he explain that money? to his accountant. Which, let me answer that for you. 
<laughs> that's product testing or products used for display. That's essentially where it ends up. Although there would be a lot of director fees and things like that. I think a lot of it would end up coming out of, uh, why am I giving tax advice to Batman right now? You know, when people write comic books, the first thing they think is, all right, how do you think the bookkeeping works in this scenario? <laughs> that would be an awesome series. Batman's accountant. Meanwhile, back at the firm. No, 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 no. All right, I can see that's going to be deductible. That's good. We'll depreciate the Batmobile. Well, the Batmobile has his logo on it, so surely he'd be able to write that off on tax. Oh, absolutely. That's advertising. But he'd still have to keep a logbook. <laughs> you wouldn't really use the Batmobile for personal errands and stuff. He'd be like, you got to understand, it's 100% work use. Every kilometer on it is, yeah, but did you, I know, did you drop the kids off at soccer? Did you ever take it out for, no. Okay, for your job, everything you use is on your belt, isn't it? Mm. So you could technically take that on the bus. So with tradesmen, for example, they can't just have one hammer. They need to have enough tools like a welder or something that justifies using a car to transport it for it to be deductible. Well, the car also has inbuilt gadgets as well. Well, those modifications would be deductible, not the car itself. <laughs> but you need the car to transport the modification. Are we really... No, let's not go into tax on Batman. I told you, this is <laughs> terrible idea for a cartoon. All right, Christian Bell. Batman becomes good again. Suddenly they went, Tim Burton was onto something, but he didn't quite go far enough. Let's get that guy who played a crackhead in that boxing movie. That breaks down to three movies. The first one I liked because it was kind of like a detective movie where the guy just happens to dress like a bat and just did detective stuff. It was really good for that. Why is he wearing the story. bat thing? Laundry day. Then you got the second Batman, which everyone even forgets that Batman's in it because that was just Joker. Like uh, Heath Ledger crushed it. That was the first time I remember the internet getting furious about casting. As soon as everyone found out that Heath Ledger was playing Batman, they lost their shit and said, no, 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 you can't get that guy. Knight's Tale. Yeah, 10 things I hate about you. You can't get that guy. And then he came in and killed it. And I got to put it down, hands down, that was the best Crow impersonation I've ever seen. <laughs> he owned that. Him and Tom Waits. You put Tom Waits and the Crow together and then Heath Ledger even died afterwards. Really sticking to that Brandon Lee persona. He's a method actor. Jack Nicholson, who played the Joker in the Michael Keating ones, his character died, but the actor lived. <laughs> Where you've got in the Christian Bale one, the character lived, but the actor died. <laughs> Which I got to put down, even though it was Tim Burton's Batman, Jack Nicholson. I loved his version of the Joker because he wasn't even acting. Jack Nicholson just is crazy. He just came out and acted like himself and people were like, that's really good. Where does he come up with this stuff? It was just him with face paint on. That was Ex it. Exactly. He didn't know there was a movie. An interesting fact is as part of his negotiation, in the credits, it's Jack Nicholson and Michael Keating. Michael Keating's name is not first on Batman. Wow. So he top said, billing I'm... goes to Jack Nicholson. Which that's a big deal, especially back in the day. That mm. used to be the biggest thing of like, my name has to be first. So Batman is technically down as a Joker movie with Batman <laughs> as a co-star. Well, fair enough. Michael Keaton was lucky to do that role because when you think about the Batmans, like George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, Val Kilmer, all pretty like tough dudes, heavy set, like they got some muscle. You know, they're fit looking guys. Michael Keaton, not so much. Kind of like a little balding guy. What are the other movies he's done? Like Multiplicity? Mr. Mom. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he does, he's kind of just like, well, you're just a little dude. I don't believe you could fight anyone. Could you imagine these days with the internet existing? That's his resume. Multiplicity, Mr. Mom, all those sort of movies. And they're going, this guy's going to be Batman. Oh, no, no, no. Internet would have fucking lost its shit. It would have yeah, exploded. Christian yeah. Bale did do a great job, though, at reigniting what George Clooney had destroyed. By the third movie, it was kind of trailing off, though. Well, they had to do something, get to the next biggest thing that could possibly happen. And that's when Bane came along to take away the one superpower 
superpower Batman has, money. If Heath Ledger had survived, then I reckon he would have been really good in that movie, just to add a little bit of Joker into the third movie. And then we have Baffleck. Which, at first I heard that, I went, the guy from Mallrats? Really? Didn't he fuck up Daredevil already? Well, how many superheroes is he going to destroy? But in that, because it's not the Christian Bale Batman, this is an older Batman who's sort of become a bit more of a bad guy. Like, he's not the ethical superhero he used to be. He's kind of a douchebag. Perfect casting. (laughs) If you look through Ben Affleck's career, every good movie he's been in is where he plays a dick. Yeah. He's very believable as a dick. I'm not going to say he is one. I'm just going to say he's not that great of an actor, but when he plays a dick, it's very believable. (laughs) When they introduce Robin into the series, Matt Damon. That would be a great (laughs) casting. It would be perfect. Because Batman's kind of like, you know, I'm in charge and you're my sidekick and Matt Damon would just be like, okay, yeah, that's that's okay. (laughs) Yeah, it was a weird casting. Though he did the accountant movie recently, so he is trying to get into action. That was, he's playing a guy who's got Spurges or something. Not that hard to act because you just don't act, if you know Mm. what I mean. It's about not showing emotion. I think that'd be more to show off his action chops. Because if he's being Batman, you want to see that he can fight. That's Because we saw the series before where Batman couldn't fight. Yes, and that was just sad. That was like, Jimmy Jellica's Batman, what are you going to do? Well, let's look for clues, Robin. <laughs> no, we'll pick his pocket and that'll fix the day. No, 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 let's not get into direct conflict with these people. Quick, hide behind that wall. Have you seen the new Batman vs Superman? The movie that's come out. Yes, I saw the one with Ben Affleck in it where for some reason Wonder Woman's there. That little fight scene that he has at the start where he's like moving across like the walls and shit like that. That was a pretty badass scene for Batman action. Oh, absolutely. Because it did look very Batman-esque how he would sort of be in the shadows and then just come out, kick a bunch of guys' asses, disappear, and then come back out and kick more and then just disappear again. Keeping that mystical thing alive. I like Ben Affleck as that Batman because it was specifically playing a dick. He's overdoing the moral thing. Like, look, I keep saving the city. It keeps getting worse. I'm just going to kill people. He had a lot of guns. I didn't like that. That When he shot a tracking device under the truck, he just had like a regular gun. And yeah. I went, well, no, he should have a bat gun, shouldn't he? It should look like his grappling gun. Exactly. It should at least have some wings on it somewhere. Yeah. I mean, props department. What's that? Like another 10 bucks? <laughs> five minutes? Just get your glue, get your duct tape, get the bat wings, <clears throat> which I know you guys have bat wings. There's probably a whole crate of bat wings just sitting there. Glue them on. It's a bat gun now. And there's even more going up here because there are other people who have done Batman and other things like Kevin Conroy, which you probably never heard the name, but yeah. you know the voice. Have you ever seen the animated series of Batman? I have a little bit. Like the 90s series and stuff like that? He did that. Lots of different versions of the show, even the animated movies. He's usually the guy doing the voice. If I'm ever reading the comic, he's the voice that I hear in my head. (laughs) That to me is the definitive Batman voice. I do like the 90s animated series of Batman. I think I've seen every episode of that. That's pretty cool. There is a cool one that I'll recommend if anyone's watching it. It's called Off the Edge or On the Edge or something like that. Something about an edge. (laughs) And it literally starts with Batman and Robin running through the Batcave as somebody's firing them with machine guns. Okay. And then you see that the people who are firing at them are the police and Commissioner Gordon comes out and says over a bullhorn, surrender Bruce, it's all over. (gasps) And that's the opening scene to the episode and it gets good from there. I love it. It's one of those ones where you just hear that and you go, okay, you got me. I don't care what happens for the next half hour or whatever. I'm going to have to watch this whole thing. I don't know what the name is exactly, but if you check the show notes, I probably looked it up by then and put in the <laughs> correct name. We'll find it later. Just please promise me it doesn't end with him waking up in his bat bed and like, <laughs> and it was all a dream. All right, then I will not tell you how it ends. 
<laughs> it was a bat dream or a batmare as it may dictate for this situation. Well, I think it was actually a dream by Batgirl. <laughs> Scarecrow sprays her with something and she sees her nightmare or something. Wait, like really? That. Oh my God, I called it? Of oh. course it's a dream because the whole shit just falls apart. No, yeah, they can't undo them knowing about, unless he uses his batnesia ray. No, he, he doesn't have that. Ah, well, he should have taken more money from his corporation. But it is an interesting hypothetical episode of what if everything fell apart and the police knew? Because, yeah, then what does he do? Does he give up? Does he fight them? Well, you find out that Batgirl had died and Commissioner Gordon had seen that Batgirl was his daughter and that's the first time he had found out and then he blames Batman for not telling him because he would have known and so he gets mad saying that her death is his responsibility and so not only does he know who Batman is, he's going gunning for him and the way how they explain that he found out is going, dude, I have no on the whole time <laughs> I didn't do shit because you were doing, doing good but now my daughter's dead fuck you buddy and P.S. Alicia Silverstone <laughs> not the greatest bad girl did that not kill her career she came out in Clueless and everyone went here's your new star she'll be around forever I think she did Excess Baggage and everyone went alright we'll give you that one then she did Batgirl and everyone went alright we're done with this woman please dispose of her yeah she did a Brendan Fraser movie too called Blast from the Past that even sounds horrible that's like a this is my only option script. Here's the premise of it, right? You have Christopher Walken builds a bomb shelter in the 60s and him and his family go in there thinking that nuclear war has started. It's just some accident and coincidence that just makes them freak out. And they stay under there for many years and the small child grows up to become Brendan Fraser and then he comes out but he's never seen society before and he adapts and falls in love with Alicia Silverstone. I have actually seen that now that I remember it. Well, probably not the whole thing. That's one of those it was on TV when there was four channels <laughs> so you gotta do what you gotta do as a kid to get through what if a guy from the 60s was around today yeah. do you reckon that's how Fallout the video game started probably related somehow <laughs> Brendan Fraser George of the Jungle huh hey, he was George of the Jungle watch out for that tree George of the Jungle strong as he can be I like Brendan Fraser I like the why does scout? he do movies anymore what was the scout he played a baseball player he could pitch and bat remember Econ Man where he played a caveman yes and he also had a part in Scrubs which was pretty good his episodes are actually worth watching in that because I think he's in like two or three and they're both good. Takes oh, photos good. and he has a problem with him or something. He's a good actor. He does good. Mm. And of course, how can we yes. Airheads. Ah, uh, Airheads. I was going to say The Mummy. <laughs> Stuff that movie. Airheads. The first movie Adam Sandler was in. Yeah, and it also had, oh, what is his name? The weird looking guy. Steve Buscemi. That's it. Who was the only guy who actually played his role well. The whole time you can see Brendan Fraser's wearing a wig because he's afraid mm. to headbang. Pip, the name of Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler went on to do real movies and great movies after that I still called him Pip <laughs> it was like oh you seen that Adam Sandler movie oh yeah Pip's doing a new one eh and that was the stupidest role he ever played but Steve Buscemi's like I don't care how crap everyone around me is I'm a real actor and I'm gonna play like a rock guy really well I always think with Steve Buscemi could you imagine being one of his friends and he looks at you and goes I'm gonna try and become an actor you're like I don't know if you got the look for it man like a character actor like are you gonna specifically star as gremlins and goblins and decrepit things you could be a troll it's Lord of the Rings casting. <laughs> yeah, he'd be a great golem. They also had in one of the movies that they did, Dark Knight Returns and Dark Knight Returns 2. They had Peter Wellers did the voice. Do you uh, know who Peter Wellers is? No, it sounds familiar though. Robocop. <gasps> Robocop did the voice of Batman. That's so cool. So there is a movie where you hear Batman and he just sounds like Robocop. Request one, put down the Joker raid. <laughs> and are you familiar with the Will Arnett Batman? Why do I know the name Will Arnett? Will Arnett does the Lego Batman. 
It's Man. still Batman. When we were kids, Lego was a toy. It's barely a toy anymore. They've got a movie franchise that just doesn't end. Oh, and games as well? Yes. And video like, games? I go through the video games and I go like, hey, it's Star Wars. I didn't know there's a new... Oh, it's Lego Star Wars. Oh my God, it's like Indiana Jones. Oh, it's Lego Indiana Jones. Oh my God, this... Oh no, it's all Lego, man. They've made every video game and every movie again with Lego. I have played one of the Lego Batman games and it's nice and simple where you can easily make your way through it. It's got like basic puzzles in there that are designed for kids to solve. There are some complex puzzles that unfortunately I did have to look through the guide to figure <laughs> out how to get. But you should be on that show, Are You Smarter Than a 10-Year-Old? But yeah, they are sort of basic games. They do get old very quick though. But kids love those things. And also it's one of those, it's G-rated. You can guarantee it's safe. And I will give this, I think I saw the first Lego movie. And I that saw- had Batman in it. Maybe it wasn't the first, but the one which had all the superheroes together. Batman and Green Lantern and I think Wonder Woman. But they all get captured very quickly. Something like that. But I thought it was hilarious. Really well written. They knew they were taking the piss out of it because it's in Lego and they did a great job at it. It was funny and it had good humor for kids and I'm about that maturity so it worked out well for me. Well, they even did the solo Lego Batman movie as well. And that one, I didn't like that as much. He was better in the Lego movie than he was in his own movie. And it was one of those things, it's like the Jack Sparrow thing. It's like, he's a great character to have in someone else's movie, but soon as the movie's all about him, it's not as good anymore. Soon as you have to have a bit of depth to justify why they're doing that, Jack Sparrow doesn't make any sense beyond he's just there annoying someone. If you have to look into it, it becomes really just, okay, well, what's the logical reason that he's illogical? No, that's stupid. Do the Joker thing. He fell on some chemicals. Now he's nuts. Go. I do remember seeing, I think Jimmy Kimmel did this sketch where it was him being at that meeting with Superman and Batman where they meet in the Batman vs. Superman movie back when they're in their true identities. And Jimmy Kimmel's like, hey, you're Batman. You're clearly Batman. Covers <laughs> the top of his face and so he can see his mouth. Yeah, you're, you're definitely him. And he's like, I'm not Batman. I'm not Batman. And then Will Arnett walks in and goes, I'm Batman. It's like, no, you're not. He goes, I'm Lego Batman. Nobody cares about Lego Batman. He's like, ask your kids if they care. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Batman where it counts. So he knows it's a very self-aware Batman. Well, it's very much like the 66 one, the Adam West Batman. It's kind of a modern interpretation of that. It's just really the goofy side of Batman because you've got a hero there who takes himself way too seriously, even though it's a very goofy world if you think about it. Absolutely, It's Lego and it's meant to be funny. I'd just like to point out for a second. Okay, so Justice League. Clearly that came up organically because DC had a whole bunch of different comic books and they do the crossover thing. Whenever you have a bunch of different comic books, you have to do a crossover. So they went, let's put all our successful guys together, which is Batman and Superman. Now, let's look at the reality of that. Whenever in Justice League have you needed anyone but Superman? Oh, never. Exactly. I reckon they should all get together and go, well, the world's in crisis. Hey, Superman, you want to get on that? Oh, wait. There was a time when Superman turned evil and they had to fight Superman. Technically, Superman can't fight Superman. But then they'd all still be useless because how could any of them beat Superman? Kryptonite. Kryptonite. Where do you get this kryptonite from? Who has access to kryptonite? That's the weird thing with Superman is he's either impossible to defeat or ridiculously easy to defeat. If there's a rock I can throw at him, then I can beat Superman. And that's a great out clause because they went, look, when they first made him, he was Mr. America. It was the world's at war. We've got to beat up Nazis. Well, Americans are invincible. So here's your typical American we should all aim to beat. And then they went, all right, the war's over. This is 
Stomach did it all right. We need to keep this going. But how's he ever going to face any problems? Because he can beat everyone. Well, there's a rock. There's a rock. <laughs> Kill him. And that's the easiest out ever. He can stop everything. He can do anything. Oh, wait. Let's just give him a rock. Well, that's why Superman is boring. Because there's really mm. nothing much to him. I mean, it even comes down to a lot of these heroes. Deep down, Batman is kind of a boring character himself. The thing that makes superheroes good are their villains. Absolutely. And Batman probably has some of the greatest villains out there. And Superman as well. He's as good as the one he's versing. He's got to be versing someone who's as invincible or more invincible than he is. In other words, every Superman movie, film, comic book, someone from Superman's world that everyone died on suddenly appears. In other words, if that planet didn't exist, we wouldn't have a problem. We wouldn't have a need for Superman. When he fights in a Superman movie against the guy from his world, and they're both like invincible. And what they do is fight each other by throwing punches and throwing each other through things. Not once did anyone try to choke the other person or do an arm break or something. If throwing him through a building doesn't hurt him, why hit him? You should be using grappling moves. They still need to breathe, so choke them. You're not physically strong enough to rip them apart and they don't get hurt by anything other than your fists or whatever. Choke them or kick them in the bat balls. Sorry, the the super balls. (laughs) Am I talking stupid here? I was sitting there. Ali, I've got to point out, my girlfriend Ali loves Superman. That's one of those crushes that it doesn't matter who plays him. She loves the concept of Superman. She will openly in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) Quite demeaningly, I might add. Yeah, like, oh man, that is so hot. Like, woof. And I'm like, I'm standing right here and she'll always do the, you like Superman. You got the same sort of hair. Really? Sure, whatever. (laughs) Back to the movie. Uh, Do you have like a Superman outfit hanging up in your cupboard that you like whack out every now and then? You know I do. And you know she never bit once at it. Yeah, you're not really Superman. (laughs) She also really likes Wonder Woman because that's empowering to women, even though she's always wearing like essentially a see-through. I don't want to hear what you wear for that one. (laughs) (laughs) I just told you. And that dangles below. Anyways. See, now I have this image in my head of you dressed as Superman and her dressed as Wonder Woman and like <laughs> but then we just nerd fight. fantasies. Yeah. <laughs> There's no sex involved. It's just a bash fest. It's just who'd win in a fight. Turns out Wonder Woman kicks Superman in the balls. Maybe a foot's made out of kryptonite or something because that hurts. <laughs> but anyways, I'm watching Superman with Ali. She's there getting off on it. And I'm like, you know, this fight seems unrealistic. Why don't they choke each other? They'd do more damage. Clearly breaking buildings with each other isn't working. <laughs> and she's there like, shh, stop it. This is great. <laughs> and that's why when he fights Batman finally, you see that Batman uses kryptonite to make him mortal. And then Batman owns because he's actually trained in fighting. Superman is not a good fight scene because he's just doing what a normal person would do if they had superpowers. He's just a farm boy. He never took the time to learn jujitsu, karate or anything like that. He's like, well, I'm invincible. Why would I bother? Well, now you got kryptonite. Oh my God, I'm just average Joe getting the crap kicked out of me. If he just took some time, yeah, rather than just like, oh, I'm really great. Here I am bitching about Superman. <laughs> Whereas Bruce- Well, that's what we do on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> that's why we're it's here. the DC universe, buddy. <laughs> Whereas Batman, boring guy, his superpower is he's rich. But at least he had the money and the time to like learn how to fight. Well, he earned his place because he's the one mortal who manages to be equal to the gods. The only other one that's similar to that is the Green Arrow. He's a rich guy who just got good by training. He was deserted on an island for ages. He did the castaway thing. Instead of Wilson! 
Ben! Yeah, he got a bow and arrow instead of a volleyball. <laughs> That's a lucky one. It's about a guy who got shipwrecked on an island and thought, fuck it, I'm going to use my time more productively. You never Came know. back and he was a superhero. That's pretty good. I'll be the Robin Hood of today. Yeah, you brought up with the mortal thing. Because when we go to the villains, I like the Joker as a villain. Because he's a guy who, his villain power is his nuts. That's pretty much it. Which is kind of a disadvantage when you think about it. I love it because every time he's played, he's just some crazy guy who somehow is in charge. His superpower is, despite how crazy he is, he just doesn't die. He's not super strong. He's not super intelligent. He's just nuts. Which, if you know anything about prison, that's how little guys get through. You just got to be crazy as anything. Then everyone leaves you alone. So yeah, there has been a lot of different interpretations of the Joker, though. You have Cesar Romero in the 66. The camp Joker. Then we moved on to Jack Nicholson. Crazy man. But he did it instead of, like, a Jack Nicholson crazy. I don't think he even fought. He just sort of walked around crazy, and for some reason, people did what he said. Then there was Heath Ledger. Heath Ledger, who... Legendary Joker. He's probably been seen as the greatest Joker ever. It changed what the Joker could be, and it was more realistic. Mm. It's the first realistic... If you're going to actually have a crazy person do all these crazy things, that's kind of what they'd be like. Well, there's two interpretations of Batman. You have the Justice League Batman, which is where in that world Superman exists, Aquaman exists, people with superpowers exist and he has to fight them. But then you have another Batman where they don't really bring up any of those other characters and everything seems a lot more real world based. He's just a real man doing things and that's where you see a lot more realistic villains and And Joker can have a more realistic interpretation. That's the one thing I do like about the Batman series is that all the villains, they're just like Batman. They're like, well, I don't have any superpowers, but I have a theme I'm working on. I'm going to be like a scarecrow (laughs) and I'll scare people and I'll have a bag on my head and that's why people call me Scarecrow. A cat woman and I'll act like a cat and I'll dress like a cat and that'll fight crime or beat crime. I'm never really sure what she does. Got the tabloids in Gotham City would be crazy. Wouldn't it? Because it wouldn't be about celebrities. It'd be about the supervillains and what they're up to. And you're going to ask, who's designing the suits? Do you reckon Catwoman, because she learned how to sew from Tim Burton's movie, do you reckon Catwoman's making all these like, well, I got this guy, he wants to be a penguin, so I figured, yeah, I'll make him a suit. Here's a theory. Because Arkham Asylum is famously doesn't hold their villains for very long. They either escape or get released. Maybe the idea is that everyone in Gotham is kind of fine with this because it's a great tourist attraction. (laughs) It's kind of their city's thing. They have these crazy costume villains. If you come to Gotham, you could see the Riddler doing a heist. Just hang out in, you know, Times Square or, you know, like the center of town. Grab a coffee at one of our many wonderful cafes. And hey, you might see the Joker cruising down the street in some crazy car. Because could you imagine you're going into the bank? It's a bit of a boring day for you. In bursts the penguin with a bunch of penguins holding machine guns. They're like, wow, this is a stick up. (laughs) And he starts taking your shit and stuff like that. But then Batman swings in and Robin as well. And they do this crazy kick-ass thing and then Batman returns your wallet and all your stuff and everyone cheers and it's great and it's like wasn't that a better day? Do you reckon Batman would let people have a selfie with him? (laughs) The tourism board of Gotham City be like look it's really good you're great for tourism people are coming here we need the penguin out that's why we keep early releasing him because he's gonna rob something get more tourists in you come in save the day problem is people need mementos so they can show other people (laughs) I'm just saying after you solve the crime after you tie up the villains just shake some hands just say hi kiss some babies kiss some babies (laughs) sign some autographs practice your Batman signature. <laughs> oh my god, his initials would be BM. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see one person going, hey, this doesn't make any sense. You wrote Bruce Wayne on mine. Oh, well, let me take that back. Sorry, I'm also a forger. <laughs> yeah, that's my excuse. In one of the comic book series, Bruce Wayne did come out and say, I'm the guy funding Batman. He didn't claim to be Batman. Speaking of tabloids in Gotham, there's got to be a conspiracy theory thing who tries to peg who is Batman. On that list has got to have been Bruce Wayne at some point. Like, 
like they would have gone Commissioner Gordon, like a bunch of like the, the head people there and gone, well, Bruce Wayne, he does fit. To a crazy conspirators, they would have done that. And other people would be like, Bruce Wayne, get the fuck out of here, the but playboy. That, that's a little rich kid. You think he knows how to fight? He's too busy getting drunk. He doesn't even care about his business. He's never around to do the business. Why would he be around to fight crime? You're crazy. Imagine there was this female ninja warrior who was amazing. She beat super villains. She was super intelligent. She got unmasked and you found out it was Paris Hilton. <laughs> You'd be like, get the fuck okay. out. <laughs> no way. I still wouldn't believe it. You could catch him in the act. Like, ah, oh, she staged that. She wants to take credit for something someone else did. Oh, <laughs> then Robin would be... Nicole Richie. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. My dad's a famous singer. <laughs> and I fight crime now, apparently. But no, back to Jokers. Here's one you might not know who played the part. Mark Hamill. He does a lot of the animated cartoons. Oh, in the animated series, he was the Joker all through it, as well as several movies. And they did a movie recently, which was the origin of the Jokers, called The Killing Joke, based on the comic book. And he did the voice of the Joker in that. And he has a really good Joker voice. And he gets a lot of respect for being the definitive animated Joker. So he gets to be Luke Skywalker and, and the, the Joker. Joker. So Which, he's two things. And also, like, I've made many jokes about that guy saying he's never worked since, but the Joker, rock mm. on. I mean, it's just voice work, but that's even better. He doesn't have to fling around a pretend sword. And then you have the new Joker played by... You've got this. <laughs> I don't got this. Okay, I think this is something that we're going to have to look up. The Suicide uh, Squad new, Joker. I know he was yeah. in a band. There's Leonardo DiCaprio could be the Joker. Be Jared Leto. Okay, so I wouldn't have known that name because I never knew him for what anything. What the fuck? Is Leonardo DiCaprio playing the Joker? I'd put this out there. I reckon he'd do a great job. It's not going to be a Martin Scorsese thing, is it? Oh my God, that'd be cool. Because Martin Scorsese, doesn't he make a bunch of movies and just chuck Leonardo DiCaprio in there now? But that's all right. It'll be this like serious, possibly in black and white for a lot of it. It'd be this behind the scenes, behind the mentality. It'd be great. I'd love that. And Leonardo DiCaprio has won me over as a great actor. Ah, he's a great actor. He knows how to act. And he's also the right physique to look like this weedy little dude. Oh my God, that guy's nuts. <laughs> Motherfucker can definitely act. Despite what you think about him, he is skilled at his job. Yeah, we were all skeptical at first because we grew up to Romeo and Juliet. And Titanic. And Titanic, which I've never seen. Very proud yeah. of. Yeah, yeah, when I saw him in The Departed, I was kind of like, all right, yeah, this guy's good. And then there was what, Catch Me If You Can? Yeah, he was really good in that. And then The Beach. And then he did uh, Gangs in New York, I think is where I went, all right, he's going out of his way to appease the men now. It's the same thing that Justin Timberlake did. Yeah. Because he was in sync and we all hated him. I'm a teen heartthrob. He then went out of his way to do all these movies where he plays a cool guy that's like badass, like not being the little prissy teen boy. And I respect that. He went out of his way to said, okay, I want people to think I'm cool. And then he did. Good on JT. But with the Joker, I have heard a theory that came out recently. I think DC Comics confirmed it, that there are actually three Jokers that are active at all times. And they all sort of fit different themes. There's the Joker that's just the practical Joker who doesn't ever really hurt anyone. Does he just does stupid shit to mess with people all the time. Fair enough. You got the one that's a flat out psychopath. He does bank jobs where he kills everyone else in the job. Yeah, and then throws the money away. He doesn't give a fuck. That's his whole mm. thing. Just chaos. And then you've got the third Joker, which is your more gang orientated yeah. one. He's a gang leader who just uses the monicum, the Joker. He's a bit crazy, but then <clears throat> so's all Dons and mafioso bosses. Mm. They're all a bit nuts. But probably a bit more down to earth than the other two. He's a bit more hard into the logistics of making and keeping money. Like he wants nice things. He doesn't want to live in slums. Yeah. So he's like, I robbed the bank. I may as well keep it, right? How else am I going to keep all these people on the payroll? Whereas the practical Joker one just wants to hit Batman with a fish. <laughs> That's awesome. That's his whole goal. Doesn't want to hurt anyone. Doesn't want to injure anyone. He just wants to do a stupid joke because he thinks it's funny. You know, mm. I never thought I could relate to a villain mm. as much as that guy right there. I will 
cause all chaos and bring down society. But that's just a side effect to my joke. So the three go-to ones for that is the 66 Batman was obviously the practical Joker one in the more campy series. Yet Heath Ledger was the straight out psychopath. And this Jared Leto guy, he's the gangster type. Say what you want about the movie. I liked his interpretation of the Joker. Because every time a new Batman or a new Joker comes out, the internet explodes with all these people going, I've been into comic books since blah, 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 and he's not appropriate. I really like the gangster Joker. I think that's a cool idea. He's also the only Joker we're going to see in more than one movie. Really? Is because he's coming back in the... Well, yeah, of course they're going to get him back. They plugged him heaps. Because Heath Ledger died before they could put him in a sequel and they never put Jack Nicholson in a sequel. <laughs> so, yeah, this is the first time we'll see Joker in more than one Batman movie. Because they do say at the top of the Wikipedia page that he's Batman's arch enemy. He's, he's number one. one. But does he keep reoccurring? No. <laughs> they put him in sporadically. Well, Batman deep down is about the 1% going around and just beating up the mentally ill. <laughs> he's not crazy. He just likes dressing up like that. All these insane people, instead of giving them the help they need, we're just going to continually bash them. Okay. Seeing this, though, this stands out. Okay, this is why we're all here. <laughs> Gay interpretations. This is way <laughs> down at the bottom of the page under interpretations. There's a lot of other interpretations, but we've really just focused on one here. Gay. <laughs> the gay interpretations, which I don't think anyone's not heard a Batman Robin joke, which didn't end in some sort of gay scene. They had this theory back in 1954. Frederick Wethelm. I think that's how. Wethelm. I don't know. His name's pronounced somehow. <laughs> I'll bet it is. Wethelm. And then another guy in 91 made an essay called Batman Deviance and Camp. Camp. There sort of is this gay undertones to Batman. Which, he's not as gay as Captain Planet, but he has a little boy who's his sidekick. <laughs> You've got the two sides. You've got people saying, well, gay people obviously think he's gay. Like, I've got a couple of gay friends who all they do is sit around talking about how everyone is gay. Essentially, anyone that they're attracted to is gay. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's the same as any guy who's like, yeah, that chick's into me. Any lesbian I think is attractive is probably straight. Well, not actually the any lesbian is probably straight. It's I could turn her. Yeah, she hasn't seen me yet because that's how your sexuality works, right? There's exceptions to the rules, apparently. Well, we all like the idea that we could turn someone who we're attracted to, whether you're gay or straight. Because If they play for the other team, you're like, I could turn them. Mainly because it would be convenient to my urges. It really says nothing about them and more about you. And then there's the other side to this where they say, okay, so gay people find him gay because they really want to do Batman. And of course, they're going to read it like that because they want to relate to him because he has a cool lifestyle because he's rich. Then there's the other side. Batman's not gay. You can't just go around saying that because I don't like gay people and I like Batman. So don't ruin it for me. Which is just like when Judas Priest came out as the lead singer is gayer than gay can be. And you've got these heavy metal guys who are like, yeah, we're hardcore. Yeah, so this fag man, so I bashed him. You know the lead singer of your favorite band is like so gay. Didn't they have a music video with a bunch of dudes working out? I'll bet they did. I mean, it's like, this is manly. Well, it's like when we used to watch uh, like Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and that are all just really muscly guys kind of wrestling. And where they're like, this is a man film. Women would like this. It's all about action. There's no guy with cancer dying slowly. Meanwhile, your woman's just sitting there quietly like, yeah, this is a favor I'm doing you. Hey, you want to have sex? Once you get a group of men together, you can easily make it sound gay. I mean, if you got football, that's a bunch of sweaty men tackling each other. Taking it in turns, pinning another guy to the ground. I mean, what's gayer than that? That's pretty gay. Just and they're in little tiny the... shorts. Yes, patting each other on the butt. Anything could be called gay. We're sitting in a room, just two guys alone recording each other. Doesn't that sound pretty gay to you? Super gay. That's as gay as it gets. <laughs> I was in traffic and I honked my horn at this guy. Totally gay. <laughs> I mean, I was having sex with my girlfriend, like really hardcore. Just 
so gay. <laughs> so it's so easy to do that. It's one of those things you can throw out there. And to put it onto Seinfeld, not that there's anything wrong with that. And that's what it is. You can say, dude, that's gay. But you're more of a dick for defending that. Because it's only an insult if you take it as an insult. Well, you know, that's kind of gay. I could see how you could see that. And you know what? Gay people are cool. This particular thing I'm doing is done best by gay men. So that's a compliment. Thank you. But you don't take it like that, do you? <laughs> huh? What? No. I love vagina. Well, because everyone wants to be known as what they are. If you're gay, you want people to know you're gay. If you're straight, you want people to know you're straight. Yeah. Everyone's proud of their sexuality. They should be. Celebrate uh. it. And that's why people want Batman to be gay. Grant Morrison said that gayness is built into Batman. Obviously, as a fictional character, he's intended to be heterosexual. But the basis of the whole concept is utterly gay. That's my favorite quote right there. Do you know who Grant Morrison is? No. He's this badass Scotsman who is actually a comic book writer. Okay. And he's written many definitive stories for Batman. And he has said on record many times that in all the stories he's written, he writes as though Batman is gay. <laughs> he says that it's very repressed because Batman represses all his emotions. So he doesn't want a relationship. But if he were to go into a relationship, it would be with a guy. And that's why he likes keeping Dick Grayson around in those little tiny skimpy outfits. <laughs> And Frank Miller concluded on the same concept that that's why he's Batman and fights crime to subjugate his sexual urges. He concludes, he'd be much healthier if he were gay. Batman <laughs> suffers a lot psychologically and if he just came out of the closet, he wouldn't have this need to fight crime. Everything would be a lot happier. <laughs> Frank Miller, again, another writer who's made very definitive Batman stories. So this is like the people who are creating Batman are just like, oh yeah, super gay. But the other creators, like Alan Grant, stated, the Batman I wrote for 13 years isn't gay. Everybody's Batman all the way back to Bob Kane. None of them wrote him as a gay character. Only Joel Schumacher might have had an opposing view. <laughs> That's the guy who made the Batman and Robin movies. <laughs> and then they go on to Frank Miller and Grant Morrison. So pretty much it's like there's two sides. There's the guys going no he's not gay. I'm not gay. You're gay. Everyone's gay except us. And then there's the other guys going yeah. <laughs> well the basic easiest way you can interpret that is in the Alan Grant stories. Yeah alright Batman's straight. He's not gay. That's how he wrote him. I mean, he created the universe. Who we'd argue with the writer. But then when you go to Frank Miller and Grant Morrison's stories, when you read them, that's a gay Batman. That's uh, their interpretation. That's you can't argue it. And we live in a new age world where someone can be gay if they want to be gay. That's not a problem. And then if they change their mind or however it works, you know, it turns out they weren't gay. That's fine too. And then if they want to go back to being straight and then gay and then straight, do what you want. Stick it wherever you like as long as people are okay with it. There's nothing wrong with Batman being gay. He can still do everything he does and be gay. And this is what I love about it. It's all based on stereotypes of gay people which doesn't mean anything well he dresses up in spandex so what a straight man can do that that doesn't make you gay the only thing that makes you gay is being attractive to people of the same sex and that's it everything else is just hearsay and assumptions I'd love to see a Batman where he dyes his suit a hot pink he has a full on lisp he has one earring in his left ear but then you see him get married to a woman <laughs> and she's dressed in a tuxedo no 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 she's a woman and he's straight up <laughs> alright I'm gonna go have some heterosexual Thick now! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh my god, the Joker! Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god! Every stereotype, but he's still straight. I should check this with you. Our official position at Wiki Review is that homosexuality is wrong, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> it is evil. The Bible said so. Yeah, I know that you keep Bible bashing this show. As long as I've known you, you've been very outspoken about <laughs> the will of God. And yeah, um, he's got to be respected. Look, I know you keep inviting me to church every <laughs> Sunday, and every single time I tell you I'm busy, this is me just flat out saying, I'm not coming. Coming, ben. I keep telling you it's not a church, it's a cult. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different. They're not prayers, they're positive 
affirmations. A lot more farming too. <laughs> <laughs> There's an underline under backbreaking labor in this clause. Superman or Batman or anyone, I don't care where they stick it. Although Superman, he is definitely straight because he has a girlfriend. Yeah, because he has Lois Lane. Then, Aquaman's probably gay. Well, he's probably like a bestial. He probably does it with fish, mm. which means that he jerks it into the water because that's how fish do it. Mm. But I want to talk about this. Superman and Lois Lane. And also the concept that Superman can't get hurt. Nothing can break him or touch him or hurt him. How does he shave? How does he get a haircut? They can't pierce Kryptonite his skin. scissors. He's got a very specific barber. But then when he has sex with Lois Lane, how is that not crushing her pelvis and also when he releases it would be like a shotgun exactly like buckshot there's gonna be an exit wound is what I'm saying and what if he knocked her up then that baby kicks it's gonna go right through her stomach I'm guessing it was one of the Jay and Silent Bob films because that's where I know all the nerdy knowledge from only Wonder Woman can have Superman's baby because her womb is the only one strong enough and godly enough and invincible to hold his baby but she's too much of an Amazonian to want Superman because do condoms work with Superman you wouldn't think so kryptonite condoms well then he couldn't get it up could he? You think that would hurt him? And that's probably going to make the woman sterile as well. Yeah. <laughs> Just, I guess Superman celibate then. He's asexual. Well, he has a girlfriend, but they're not married. So, you know, religiously they can't because I'm pretty sure he's Christian. When they built him and created the concept of Superman, he was all American. So I'm pretty sure he's a Presbyterian. And if he's technically an alien, then isn't it like bestiality? Yeah. Yeah. He's a totally different species. Yeah. That's not cool. Not cool at all. Maybe he's really gay. And that's like the, no, we'll throw them off. You're my girlfriend if anyone asks. Well, he's into interspecies relationships. So they're all weird sexually somehow. Because you think about it, the ones that come here and fall in love with a human, it's like, that's not right. You reckon there are people back <clears> on the <throat> home planet? Like, that guy is sick. <laughs> I mean, that's like someone coming back from an African trip. Like, this is my new girlfriend. That's a giraffe. Yeah, I like them tall. Well, it's perfect if you date a superhero. You never have to meet their parents because they're always dead. Which is how you become a superhero. In <laughs> other words, the only thing holding us back from greatness is our nurturers. <laughs> Dad, if you were dead, I could be Batman. Uh, realistically, I'd probably just be a supervillain. That's the greatest I could hope for. That's actually the weird thing in comic books. You think about it, there are only a handful of superheroes, but there are heaps of supervillains. Because they keep beating one and then another mm. pops up. So in a comic book universe, if you get superpowers, you are statistically way more likely to turn into a supervillain than you are into a superhero. So that just makes sense to me. If you found out you had superpowers, would you A, go out and try and make the world a better place despite how everyone's going to hate you? Or would you B, use the power to get richer, have an easier life maybe I don't know become some sort of man god probably that one first off it sounds easier <laughs> even if I tried to help the world I at least want the credit for it well, this anonymous shit is no I'm not doing that super villain pays way better than superhero spider-man still has to get up and go take photos the next day super- green goblin doesn't yeah exactly he gets to float away and throw exploding pumpkins at people whenever he feels like it superman he still has to write an editorial every day he's got articles to fill he saves the world he- oh there's a cat falling in Brazil Oh my god, there's a fire which someone needs to be rescued from in London. Zoom. Oh my god, my deadline's in five. <laughs> he could get fired and he doesn't live well. I'm just putting this down. If I had superpowers, I'd be living in a fortress of some kind. I'd have servants slash slaves. I would be the first world president for life. Dictator thing. Yeah, try and stop me. Try and stop That me. would be my slogan. Try and stop me. <laughs> uh-huh. Your slogan isn't very catchy. It doesn't have to be. I'm breaking their wills. And the only superhero who can stop me is Ben Affleck dressed up as Batman. <laughs> and he's on my payroll. <laughs> he's actually helping me. He gave me tips. <laughs> like, you didn't defeat me when you were dressed as Daredevil. You're not going to defeat me when you're dressed as Batman. <laughs> 
I did hear something about this that I think is pretty funny, where Batman, he has all these gadgets and gizmos, a kick-ass car that he drives like erratically, swings off buildings and does all these crazy stunts called Batman. Okay, then you got the character Daredevil. Now, Daredevil's thing is, is he can't see. He works on a sonar-like thing and sort of yep. walks around and pops out somewhere. Sort of seems like their names are reversed. A bat is essentially blind, relies yeah. on sonar. Daredevil should have all kinds of cool props and stuff. That's a really good point. So yeah, Daredevil and Batman seem like they got their names backwards. So maybe Bruce Wayne is Daredevil. And well, yeah, not- they're both Ben Affleck. <laughs> well, you basically, that's the valid point right there. No, they're both the same guy, it turns out. Sometimes he doesn't wear his cape and he likes to have little horns instead of like ear things. <laughs> essentially, it's the same guy without a cape. Does he have a cane? What does he fight with? Does he have a stick? I think he has two sticks. Yeah, I think he mostly uses the sticks. Whereas Electra, Ben Affleck's wife slash girlfriend. Yeah, I think they met on the set. She has size. Raphael from the Ninja Turtles. That's a size. Those little fork things, which is actually not even a weapon. They train them as weapons, but they're actually rice planters. They went, well, usually you're holding one when people attack you, so you may as well learn how to use it. Not a real So are nunchucks. Yeah, nunchucks are for cracking open rice, but still badass cool things. Oh, they are cool. They're some of the coolest weapons though. Absolutely. Because they're not designed for actual fighting. Are you walking to any hardware store and you just go, I could use any of this as a weapon? Casey Jones it. Ah, Casey Jones is awesome. He just walked into a sporting goods store and went, yeah, I could do that. We'll have to do the Wikipedia page for Ninja Turtles at one stage. I think we will. I haven't updated my knowledge since I was like 10, but that's cool by me. And the movie with Vanilla Ice singing the song? The yes. Ninja rap. Go Ninja, go Ninja, go Ninja, go! His oh. career did not do well. Well, there's a teaser for a future episode. <laughs> But speaking of this episode, what do you reckon at the page? Oh, man. I'd rate it a Batarang out of a possible Batmobile. As in, it was good. It threw some curves. Yeah, it surprised me. It was nice. It was good. I did learn some things, but it's no afterburner out the back as it comes out of a cave because Adam West is kind of camp. Yeah, that's good, but not great. Oh, good, because I had no idea what you were talking about there for a second. <laughs> I just hear words, Gar. Well, like, not just when you're rating, just in general. <laughs> it was good, but it wasn't great. It's somewhere around the midway point. You saw so what did you think of this one? I really like this. It's one of those ones where we just scrap the surface. <laughs> like some of the episodes, it's like we could easily do a part two on this. Absolutely. We should and even go into each character. Yeah, because there's so much to go through with these villains and gadgets. And we really just talked about Batman and how it's perceived. We didn't even get to the utility belt. Yeah. And there is so much on this page. It is worth having a look at. So I'll do my rating out of 1939 because that's when it started. Yeah, I'd probably give this and even 1900. I'm a quite a big Batman fan. 39 shy of a perfect score. What do you reckon could have gotten him an extra 39 points? Does he, <laughs> I mean, does it have to actually have a Batman gay love scene on it? Did that get you there, Ben? If it had a more clear out, like a list of his villains. Oh uh, yeah, if it was easier to Perfect navigate. score. That's probably a whole separate Wikipedia page list of Batman villains or something. And most of the pictures in this are old timey stuff, like vintage Batman. Not really a lot of the new stuff. That's just all words. It does seem like it covers he if you really like Batman or you want to look like you know Batman, read this and you can probably keep up with any nerds that are out there. This is the Cliff's Notes on how to keep up with nerds when they go, did you know that Batman? Yeah, I did. Just looking down his technology thing, there's a lot of things on here. It's got his personal armor, the Batmobile, utility belt, Bat signal, Bat the Bat cave. cave. Oh no, they have adversaries. And then allies, but it's just one like thing. It's not too well put out. <clears throat> yeah, what do they mention here? They got the Penguin, Rajah Ghoul, Two-Face, 
the Riddler, Scarecrow, Mr. Freeze, Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, Bane, Clayface, Killer Croc, among others. Can you click on Clayface? Because I've never heard of that guy. He's a shapeshifter. Ah, oh, that's... Uh, his thing is, is that he was an actor called Matthew something. Wow, he's actually got a huge page. For a guy I've never heard of, someone's put a lot of effort into him. Matthew Hagen. Oh, there you go. He's had many alter egos, apparently. So they've had many different interpretations of Clayface. His bit is that he's an actor and he has this goo that can make him look like anyone. But then someone throws him to a vat of it, as most supervillains tend to get their powers by thrown into large vats. Why do they have so many vats that are open? And generally, if you have a vat, you have a cover on it. Or some kind of safety rail. Not in Gotham. Very poor health and safety around. <laughs> Your workplace health and safety is not looked after in Gotham City. That's really what mm. the Batman should be fighting for. So yeah, he gets completely covered with it and he's just permanently covered with it and he can turn into anyone. Oh, fair enough. Alright, that's Clayface. <laughs> Excellent. You know all the others? I did, actually. That surprised me. Most of them have been in movies. Yeah, that's why I know them. Because you have the Penguin was played by Danny DeVito. Uh, Raja Gould was played by Liam Neeson in The Batman Begins. Give me back my family. I mean, Batman, I'll help you. Two-Face would say the other guy, but I like the Tommy Lee Jones one. I do. That's a horrible mask. The Riddler, that's Jim Carrey. Woo. It never came back, the Riddler. Scarecrow, that was by whoever played that yep. in The Batman Begins. Mr. Freeze, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think Arnie killed Mr. Freeze. Not killed as in good, like just completely destroyed that character. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like It's never coming back because <laughs> of the memory of it. And in that same movie, you had Yuma Thurman playing Poison Ivy. Poison Ivy. But she did a good job. And you know how she had like a sidekick in that? That was like this silent muscle guy? That was Bane. Oh, really? And Bane's moved up <clears> in the world. Yeah, he's now got a talking role. Harley Quinn, which was played by Margot Robbie. Which essentially that was... All right, what if the Joker had a girlfriend and she was just like the Joker? That's the feminist revolution for you. Hey, let's put in a chick Joker. Well, she came out in the animated series is where she started. And yeah, Killer Croc, who was also in Suicide Squad. Which, which is right. way too much makeup for me to know who's playing that. <laughs> it's all that makeup and CGI. But yeah, that is the Batman page. And that's the universe that we have just delved into. We've got a lot more to do, so we'll come back to it at some point. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, once we've done all of them, we'll go down to a second row on a couple of them that are good. That's when the series will get good. This is just us sorting which are the good ones to do podcast episodes about. This is and essentially then... a contents page <laughs> of our show. Yeah, so after we finish doing all the Wikipedia pages, that's when the podcast really starts. Which we're almost done. I'm pretty sure we've gotten through all the Wikipedia pages, haven't we? Yeah, well, I'm not great at estimation, but I think by this time next year, we should have done all of them. Oh, sweet. Cool. Yeah, it turns out it's really easy. <laughs> all right, well, that's been enough from us for this episode. I've been Ben Graw. I've been Garth Remington. And we'll see you next time. Watch out for the bat signal. Actually, you know what I remember? Shannon told me she hates it when I say see you next time. Because yeah. we don't see them. You but what am I meant to say? Listen to us next time. You say see you next time. We don't see or hear them ever. That Our audience just hears us. So tune in next week. Same, <gasps> same bat, bat time, time, same bat, bat channel. Find Humidor on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and at humidor.com.au. Theme is I Live for the Bass Drum by DJ Searle. All other music by Matt Graw. No, 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 no.